ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's May 16th. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's a typical Wednesday on the show where we're in the middle of the week. It means we get a chance to talk to the voice of West Virginia Power, David Kahn. He joins us later on the program. I'm going to give you a chance uh, later on the program as well. I've got... Now, I don't know why I don't have four. I have three. I'm going to blame management for this. Three tickets to go see the Power take on the Kannapolis Intimidators. Also, it's Legends of Wrestling Night. Jim Ross is going to be there. And if you know who Jim Ross is, you don't need to know anything else. It's Legends of Wrestling Night. So we're going to talk to David later on about that, give you an opportunity to win these tickets, and go to Legends of Wrestling Night. It's Saturday, May 26th, so that's coming up later on. And, of course, we'll work in your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 for your chance to be a part of today's program here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. we got a lot to get into today. Of course, uh, NBA playoffs. Once again, the Cavaliers find themselves uh, in trouble against the Celtics. We'll see what Game 3 looks like, but you tell me that LeBron James just goes off and has an amazing offensive performance, and yet the Cavs can't win. And I think a lot of criticism is that LeBron's just really not playing defense. You got to stop some of those sometimes. You can't just go out and try to outscore everybody. You got to stop the other team. So we'll break that down a little bit. Of course, uh, we'll have all the Cavs action on our sister station, Cat Sports 93 3 and 1340. And uh, as our schedule permits, we'll, of course, have those games right here as well on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And uh, the Pirates in action earlier this afternoon. Get the win. They have just owned the Chicago White Sox as of late. They win that contest 3-2. to two. Right now, the Pirates are one of the hottest teams in baseball. And I'm, I'm telling you what, I, I thought they would be good. I didn't see that coming right away, but I thought that they would be good. I thought that they'd be a, really a contender, but not this quick. So they're looking pretty good right now. And uh, that game wrapped up earlier. You can catch all Pirates action all season long right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we've got all of that to get into. And, of course, going to get you caught up on what's happening with Marshall. First of all, it was a, uh, it was a great run. But Marshall's golf superstar concludes his career at Marshall University. Alex Weiss finished up at the NCAA Raleigh Regional today. He finished 69th place. So not where he wanted to be. Would have liked to have extended that. But he had a great career at Marshall University. Going to go down as one of the best golfers ever to come at Marshall. And getting to participate in the NCAA really is going to I think pay dividends not only for himself but for the Thundering Herd down the line. Um, his career, he finished up with a stroke average of 73.21 through 121 total rounds. 
earned two individual honors, two runner-up trophies, had 11 top five finishes, 15 top 10 finishes, and 19 top 15 finishes as an individual. His individual awards include being named to the Conference USA All-Conference Second Team and a two-time Conference USA Golfer of the Week. That's pretty good. And he was also a two-time member of the league's all-academic team. Now, he had a stroke average this season of 71.24. That's the best in program history. So it would have been nice to see the team be able to support him a little bit better, get him further, and it would have been nice to see him maybe advance himself a little further. But as it stands, outstanding career. I think golf is going to pick up for the Thundering Herd. This wasn't the year for the team, but you look at the improvement I think this golf program has made over the last few years. It's it's getting up there. Will they be in a spot to contend for championships soon? I, I think they can be there. This is not one of those sports where you have to escalate the facilities. You get some good golfers to come in, and you've got good golf courses around the area. You, you can make it work. Now, I know that's pretty simplistic, and I'm just boiling it down to its very basic terms. But you don't need to go out and have the the multi-million dollar indoor practice facility to attract good golfers. Now, it does help, though, because you can go inside and, and drive and do other things. You can work on your on your game during the winter months, so it is important. But at the same time, you get a good group of kids to come in and work well together as a team and, of course, have some individual standout performances as well. I think you can do pretty pretty special things with this golf team. So that's where we're at as far as uh, what we're following today for the Thundering Herd. Uh, I will mention briefly that um, – Marshall's women's swimming and diving team earning some academic recognition. Again, uh, one of the top academic programs uh, in the country. They were recognized for having an outstanding academic progress rate. That's their APR. It ranked in the top 10% nationally. That's still getting it done. You hope that all your sports can get up there, and for the most part, Marshall's athletic programs have been pretty good about that. But they get the recognition from the NCAA for having, uh, again, an outstanding APR. Now, they recorded its mark of a perfect 1,000 of the course of the 2013-14, 2014-15, 2015-16, and 2016-16. 17 school years. Head coach Bill Trammell also received the distinction last season, stood alone among the league's swim programs, one of just 34 nationally to reach the standard. So there you go. All Division I sports teams, um, including the teams receiving public recognition, will be announced on May 23rd for the multi-year APRs. Those are important. Those are big numbers. You have to do well when it comes to having solid APR, you just can't go out there and throw a team together and say, here we go. you got to actually do the work in the classroom as well. So that's uh, hats off to Marshall getting it done. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk a little baseball. We've got joining us on the program 
David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. He's our guest when we come back from break. This is The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, as we mentioned earlier, it's Wednesday, so that means we usually get to catch up with the voice of the West Virginia Power, David Kahn, who joins us on the program now. And It's Wednesday. There's nothing going on, so uh, you've got the entire floor. You can talk for, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes because – I mean, there's nothing else going on, you know, baseball, hockey, NBA. No, that that's not really important today, David. It's West Virginia Power <laughs> Baseball. Yeah, of course, that's the most important thing going on right now. We're not worried about the, the Eastern and Western Conference Finals or the Stanley Cup or anything like that. It, it's Power Baseball time. Exactly. So, uh, as uh, as always, uh, let's get caught up on what happened with the Pirates affiliate in Charleston, the West Virginia Power. And um, I'll say this, you're um, – you're only two games out. That's not terrible. It's not bad. Some good no, baseball. And, and you know, no. And but the, the the funny thing is, we left to go on the road trip two and a half out, and we're still two out. And that's because as much as we keep winning, Delmarva and Canapolis keep matching us. So as much as this team is still really playing very well, Delmarva and Canapolis are too. And it's a, it's a three man race for the top of the Northern Division in the in the uh, the first half of the season because Lakewood's kind of tapered off a little bit. They're still in the hunt, though. Greensboro's really fallen off the wagon. Hickory and, and Hagerstown have kind of dropped off a little bit as well. But if we <laughs> there's only so much we can do when Delmarva and Canapolis just continue to win. Well, the good news is uh, if you look at the standings, uh, the last 10, the, um, the Shorebirds are 5-5. Five and five. Canapolis is yep. seven and three, and uh, the Power are eight and two in the last ten. Correct. So that's a positive. I mean, I, that shows Correct. me that the Power are, are surging. Yes, and they they definitely are. And we went five and one on this road trip. We're you know we're eleven and four on the road overall in 2018, and that's compared to an eleven and ten home mark. So. You know, we've had some really, really good success on the road this year, and we're starting to turn it around at home as well. So, I mean, all, all signs point to, you know, good things to come for this team. And we've got two very important series coming up at the end of May and, and right before the All-Star break, where it's Canapolis, May 25th to the 28th, and Delmarva, the June 15th to the 17th to close out the first task. That series against the Shorebirds could decide the Northern Division. Important series coming up, and of course, we're going to talk a little bit later about that Canapolis series because uh, I've got in my hand—I don't know why I have three. I would think the management would give me four, but I have three tickets to give away later. Three. So, okay. so if you have two kids, leave one at home. It's basically, <laughs> or yeah, that—that's that's how it's going to go here. So I've got the tickets, right. and it's not only is it um, the Canapolis series. I've got tickets later on to give away to the game. That's before or during Legends of Wrestling Night with Jim Ross. Oh yes, yeah, we are. Uh, we're very excited about that game, May twenty sixth during the Canapolis series. And I mean, we're we're really excited to have Jim Ross here this year. He was supposed to be here last year, and then there were some complications that came up last minute. But but he is now going to be at the ballpark. We're we're super excited to have him out there. It's going to be a fantastic night. You know, so much. So much going on, and, and there are still some of those VIP packages that I know I mentioned a couple weeks ago out and available. 
for $50, you get a VIP meet and greet with Jim Ross before the game. You get a photo with him, autograph session, Q&A, and you also get a ticket to the game plus a perfect game coupon, which gives you food and drink at the game as well. So, you know, it's a, a really, really great deal to, to get to meet and hang out with one of the, the best in wrestling and, and then enjoy a night at the ballpark. What about the barbecue? Is Jim Ross's barbecue going to be at the ballpark? You know, I, I we'll uh, we'll leave that up to uh, we'll leave that as a surprise. Uh, we're, we will uh, we'll wait and see on that one. I certainly hope so because I'm from what I, I haven't had it yet, but I, I from what I've heard, it's very very good. I mean, come on, you've got the party deck, you've got everything. Have a, like just have a big Spitfire going there and cook up some ribs during the game and throw some Jr. barbecue sauce on that. Come on, that's gonna happen. <laughs> I, uh... I mean, look. I certainly, I certainly hope that that is what happens. Um, I will, uh, I'll run it up the food chain and, and, so to speak, and see see what we can get done. You guys have those uh, weekly meetings, and you go, hey, here's another idea from Swan and Huntington, and they just look at you like, shut up. Is that what happens usually? Yeah. Look, I didn't want to say anything, but I, I've said it a couple times, and they're all just like, is this a Swan idea? And I'm like, yeah. Look, I had to say it. And then they go, okay, and then, you know, it just goes from there. But no, 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 I will, uh, I'll, in all seriousness, that is, that, is a, that is a good idea. And if it hasn't already been, been done, I will, I'll certainly see, see if I can make it happen for you, for you and for, for the lucky winner of those tickets that you're giving away later in the show. David Kahn, our guest from the West Virginia Power. See, this is sort of like our, our staff meeting. We're, you know, just uh, our staff meeting before your staff meeting. Yeah, I'm just trying to help out. Try, trying to help out here. I mean, we're, we're talking um, – I mean, legends of wrestling now, but uh, we'll get into that here in a moment. Uh, really, want to get down into the the, the minutia here of what's happening uh, with the with the team. And as you mentioned, um, it's an important homestand, trying to keep pace with the leaders. And you've got coming in the Lexington Legends with probably one of the worst logos I've ever seen. Uh. <laughs> I mean, isn't that horrible? I mean, come on, you can say it. Come I on. Mean, you can say it. Well, no, honestly, I, I don't think it's that bad. Um, it's, it's different, and I can see why people don't like it. Uh, but I am actually a big proponent of most, made, most minor league teams' logos. Uh, I'm a big logo guy. Uh, so I really – there are some logos in, the, in minor league baseball that I, I don't like. Uh, I'm not going to say which one, but Lexington is not on that list. Um, I see why people don't like it. I personally am a fan of it. Uh, but, of course, Lexington is our rival. They're the rival of the South, the Hatfield and McCoy series. So this series means a lot to the fans of West Virginia. They want to win this series. They want to keep the famed Golden Pig Trophy that we won last year. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's Lexington. Like this, It always ramps up when Lexington comes down. Have you seen rivalries like this? Now, this is all fun and games uh, because uh, right. we got two great uh, organizations who uh, play each other. And um, I know throughout the landscape of minor league baseball, cities that are close by to each other. But have you ever seen anything like this uh, in at least minor league sports where you've got these two different states, you can travel to each other, and they just both get it and get into it and, and really try to ramp it up and make it something. You know, you don't see it as as much as it's been here between Lexington and West Virginia. You see it a little bit. You know, there's the AAA, the hashtag Team Baby Bombers versus the Team Baby Cakes. Um, 
you know, rivalry, like the showdown of who's the better, like, baby logo affiliate between New Orleans and Scranton. But those two teams don't play each other unless they meet in the AAA World Series. So, like, that, they, don't, they don't play each other. It's the two similar baby logos, kind of. Um, but West Virginia and Lexington, I mean, like you said, they're two hours from each other. These teams play a lot. We played them 20 times this year. We played them 25 times last year. Like, I mean, it was, it's just a ton of Lexington and West Virginia. And I think because we have so many matchups, because of the proximity of the two teams, you have the opportunity for this rivalry to really grow and blossom into what it's become today. And so I think that actually helps ramp it up a little bit more because these two teams do end up playing each other so much every year because they are so close. That's the first time that uh, Power fans will get to see Lexington this year up close and personal. Uh, the last outing was uh, against Lexington uh, at uh, their ballpark. So you've got them coming in for a four-game set. What can we expect coming into the contest from Lexington? Uh, they're 18-18. Uh, are they a little bit better than that record, or is that just about right? No, they're they're a little bit better than that record. They're uh, they're they have some very talented pitchers, and they have some very talented off uh, you know offensive players. Suli Matias is one of the best hitters in, in the South Atlantic League right now. His average doesn't really show it, but he's leading the team with 12 homers and 26 RBIs. I mean, 12 homers is nuts. That that's among the South Atlantic League leaders right now. He he absolutely crushes the baseball. The Power actually were really really strong against him at Whitaker Bank Ballpark in April. They held him to two hits in the in 11 at bats. So that was really a focus for us was to hold Matias off the base pass, and he pretty much did that. He only hit 182 against us in the series. So that was really strong, but he's still swinging the bat very well. Uh, their catcher, Sebastian Rivero, is hitting over 400 in his last 10 games. So some of their players are really starting to wake up and find their, find themselves offensively. They had a walk-off home run last night to beat Greenville and take that series. So they definitely have a little bit of confidence go- going right now, but West Virginia was able to get to a lot of their pitchers. And some of their pitchers have shown a little bit of, I don't want to say flakiness, but if you get to them, they kind of unravel a little bit. And so I think that with the way the Powers offense works, where we really try and jump on pitchers in the opening innings, first, second, third, if we can continue to do that against Lexington and really get into their pitchers' minds and then go to their bullpen, I think we have a good shot. David Kahn's joining us from the West Virginia Power. The Power have got a home stand against the Lexington Legends. And uh just recapping last week, uh, where are the power getting it done uh, this week? Uh, pretty much uh, you look at Mitchell once again, batting average is still on top. Um, is he still leading the way just average-wise, or is anyone catching up to him? Yeah, so he's still leading the way overall, but, I mean, there are guys that are certainly hanging right with him. Chris Sharp had an 18-game on base streak for a long time, and he, he was just a machine, finding a way to get on base any way he could. And then Onyo Cruz ripped off a 14-game inning streak out of nowhere. That I mean, you know, you know about the power for Cruz, and you know about his speed, but he was striking out a lot, and all of a sudden he's really started to figure it out as the weather has gotten a little bit warmer too. So he has really, really found a, a nice job at the plate. He had a 14-game hitting streak, a 16-game on-base streak. He had his second career four-hit game where he went four for six against Hagerstown with three doubles. Um, so he's really started to swing the bat a lot better, and it really hasn't even been power-wise. He's just been crushing it to all fields and, and been hitting really, really strong line drives. Dylan Busby had two straight four RBI games. He had the first grand slam for the power in nearly a season's time, and he had his and he had it. Uh, he actually became the first player in the power era to have back-to-back four RBI games when he did it two times in a row against Hagerstown before he went to Lakewood. 
So that was those were some new guys that you really hadn't heard from a lot that were starting to contribute offensively. And, you know, you talk to guys like Busby, and he says, I've just become more convicted at the plate. I, I, he really talked about the word conviction and stressed how much that has helped him get swing a better bat at the plate. But you go one through nine in this lineup, and you talk to these guys, and all of them feel confident in themselves that they can get the job done at any point. I mean, you, you flash back to Ryan Purifoy hitting the walk-off home run against Augusta. I mean, he, he's become Mr. Clutch for us. Whenever we need an insurance run, if Purifoy's coming up in the seventh or the eighth or the ninth inning, you feel pretty confident he's going to get on base and come around to score. So that's been a nice positive. And, I mean, you go to the pitching staff. Our bullpen has allowed a 1.50 ERA in their last 60-something innings, which is ridiculous. So the, the bullpen has been a really pleasant surprise for us, and they've continued to be strong. And our starting pitching, despite the injuries, is getting it done. I mean, Sergio Cubalete came back from being on the disabled list for 20 games and gave up and went five innings and gave up one hit. Like, I mean, you just, you never know when it's going to happen. And, and, and he just, he spun a great start. Uh, Hunter Stratton's continued to be very strong in the mound for us. Travis McGregor had a little bit of a rough start um, against Lakewood, but West Virginia was able to battle back and kind of make that game uh, pretty close. Uh, unfortunately, Dalton Guthrie had a three for three game with a home run and two doubles, and he just kept getting on base. So we didn't, we didn't get that one, but you know, you look at, you look at guys like Gavin Wallace, he's 3-0. and He's thrown back-to-back quality starts. His ERA is now dipped under four. Uh, I mean, you look around the entire power team, and really everyone has been getting it done. But I think the, for players of the week, if you want to talk about it, you'd go Busby and Cruz on the offensive side. And on the pitching side, you'd probably have to go Gavin Wallace just because of the two starts that he had, especially when he came out in New Jersey and threw a career-high seven innings in front of his family, who lived 42 minutes from Lakewood. They all came down day before Mother's Day, and Gavin pitched a gem. So that was really cool to see. David Cotton's our guest from the West Virginia Power. The Power will uh, take on the Lexington Legends in a four-game homestand, then four on the road, and then back with Kannapolis. And, of course, the jewel of that will be the Legends of Wrestling Night with Jim Ross. Uh, You see I'm pumping that one real heavy. But uh, (laughs) what can the fans look forward to uh, in the next few days uh, as far as uh, the – secondary entertainment options that go along with uh, any minor league baseball game. Yeah, so Paul, I know, of course, you're excited about Thirsty Thursday. Of course. Uh, starting off the homestand on Thursday, $1 12-ounce beverages, $2 16-ounce cans. It's also Powered and Stroke Night tomorrow, uh, presented by the American Heart Association. So we're really excited and thankful to have them come out and sponsor that night and really just put on a, a night that help, can help us continue to raise awareness for, for an important cause. And then on Friday, it's Military Appreciation Night, where all former servicemen and servicewomen can get into the ballpark, all former and active, I should say, can get into the ballpark for free if they just come with like a valid ID or, or proof of service at the box office. And we will honor each branch of the service with some in-game recognition. We've also got a post-game fireworks show put on by the Unicare Health Plan of West Virginia. So that'll, of course, you know, be a great end to a Friday night at the ballpark. On Saturday, of course, Paul, you know it's been raining a lot the first couple months of the season in West Virginia. So we're giving up because if you don't have one, now you have a chance to get one. The first 1,000 fans will get an exclusive umbrella giveaway on Saturday at the ballpark. And with the way the weather is looking this weekend, it's a little bit murky, so we might need it this weekend. Um, and on Sunday, we have a Kids Sunday fun day to wrap up the homestand. I will say, usually on Kids Sunday Sundays, we have post-game autographs after the game. We will not be having them this Sunday because the players have to hit the road right after the game ends to go to Columbia. David Kahn's our guest. It's going to be the power at home taking on Lexington. And then when we talk sometime next week, uh, 
We'll be almost wrapping up the uh, the road series and getting you set for Kannapolis. Feels, I guess, a little bit better, though, even though um, it's uh, four on, four off, four on, and then back on the road. Um, I'm sure that last road trip had to feel really brutal, even though the power were winning. Just <laughs> it, it had to feel brutal knowing that, okay, you know, when are we going to get off the road here? Yeah, I mean, it was a little long, but like, but like you said, when you win five out of six games that you end up playing, you kind of just shrug it off and say, well, look, we won five of six. Great. Um, look, bus rides are, long bus rides are a part of minor league baseball. I mean, we got in very late this morning, and it happened. Uh, but, you know, we ended up getting rained out last night in Lakewood, so if we didn't get rained out, we probably would have gotten in later than we did. So the bus rides are a part of minor league baseball. These players are, are getting used to it and, and getting prepared for it, but when you keep winning like we do, it kind of takes a little bit of the sting out of having an eight-hour bus ride back to Lakewood. Debbie Kahn's our guest, West Virginia Power in Action, taking on the Lexington Legends. And, of course, for more information, you can go to the website, wvpower.com, the redesigned website, I must mention, by the <laughs> way. Uh, you guys, um, and last time I checked it, it was like, whoa, did I get to the right place here? You guys freshened it up a little bit, uh, a little bit more yeah, fan-friendly. Sure yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, that's been one of minor league baseball's new initiatives is making our website responsive. Uh, what that means is that if you look at it on your phone now, it no longer looks completely different than it does online, and it's a lot easier to use on your phone as well. So check it out on your phone as well because it actually has a very nice, clean layout mobile-wise as well. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely have devoted quite a few hours to uh, making that home page and slowly getting through the internal pages as well uh, to turn those into a completely responsive website. But come come the off-season, we'll, we'll, we'll be – making a lot more of those changes and uh i i certainly am, am am happy with the way the homepage turned out and uh looking forward to, to doing a lot more it's all it's always fun to to put in to, to see the fruits of your labor i guess is the best way to put it when when you get to put out something like that david Kahn's our guest from the west virginia power uh, we'll catch up with you next week david have a fun weekend and uh, we'll do it again real soon all right paul i'll talk to you from columbia that is david Kahn, voice of the west virginia power and as i mentioned Kannapolis is coming in, and they're going to be taking on the power here in a couple weeks. And I've got three tickets. Again, I'm, I'm going to talk to management about this in the future. Four. Four is the magic number. No, I got three, though. Hey, that means either you're leaving somebody home or you, you have just two good friends you're taking with, and that third friend can just, well, you can call them from the road. So I'll tell you what. Um, we'll take caller nine right now, 877-420-TALK-877. 420-8255. I've got three really good seats here to go see Kannapolis take on the West Virginia Power. It is Saturday, May 26th, 6.05 p.m. It's Legends of Wrestling Night with Jim Ross. I'm pushing for the barbecue sauce to be there. You can go check it out. Caller 9 right now, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More on the way. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Five forty. It is the drive on ESPN ninety four point one FM, AM nine thirty. 
Phone lines are open, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. As uh, I mentioned earlier, we've got a, a pretty busy night. Getting right back into the NBA, NHL. Of course, earlier today, the Pittsburgh Pirates were a winner over the Chicago White Sox 3-2. to Coming up, uh, we have got more basketball action. Going to be a late one tonight. We'll have it for you. For those of you who can't watch the game, it's going to be game number two between Golden State and Houston. We'll go on the air with the broadcast beginning at 8 o'clock tonight here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Got a late one as well over on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. Winnipeg and Vegas, the Golden Knights hook up. Going to be a 9 o'clock game as well. Now, these are West Coast games. Not necessarily going to appeal to the East Coast as far as being able to stay up. The hardcore diehard hockey fan will stay up for this one tonight between Winnipeg and Vegas. The hardcore NBA fans going to stay up tonight for Golden State-Houston. Of course, being this is on TNT, uh, it, it'll get good audience, but still... 9 o'clock, it'll be tough to really see a lot of people uh, stay up for this one. But then again, Saturday, um, you're going to have uh, Cleveland and Boston at 8.30 p.m. So I'm just not a big fan. I would start these things earlier. I know you're trying to play to the home crowd here, but at the same time, I would start this a little earlier, try to get as much as the East Coast as I possibly can. But as I said, these are definitely uh, West Coast games, and – I don't know if that's going to hurt the uh, the attendance uh, as far as television eyes are concerned. What's going to be interesting to though, see is Game 3 as the East Final last night uh, go to the Celtics in Game 2, 107 and 94. And Boston leads that series now, two games to nothing. So... Is this just a Boston Celtics team that's over accelerating? I mean, they're overachieving, doing everything right, or is this just the? Uh, are we starting to see the beginning of the end of the East Division dynasty of the Cleveland Cavaliers? That is my question. Because I'm looking at the Celtics and I'm thinking they're not, they're not that good. This is not going to go down as one of the all-time great NBA teams. If they win the championship, man, it, they're going to have overachieved. I don't think that's going to be the case. Whatever happens in the East Division here, the uh, West is going to be the birthplace of the champion. But you're looking at this, and they put together a pretty good team. They made a little trade in, you know, last June. Because they're going to get the Sacramento Kings pick from the 76ers next year. Uh, The Kings are drafting the top 10 for the 10th consecutive year. And um, Jason Tatum is having a really good go of it right now. And you've got a Cavaliers team that's sort of trying to figure out what the next move's going to be as Boston's taking a 2-0 lead. Now, with that said, we've seen this Cavaliers team in holes before. And they've been able to dig themselves out. It's not over yet. What happens game three, game four? 
might set this. All the Celtics have to do is serve home perfectly, and guess what? Get a game on the road if they want to. That's it. That's all they have to do. We'll have those games for you again on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Now, I think we're seeing the beginning of the end. Is LeBron not too far from being gone from the Cleveland Cavaliers? I mean, is that going to be the case here? We're going to see the Cavs, the disintegration of this franchise. And honestly, if you're LeBron James right now, do you just say, all right, I'm done. I'm going out there. I'm going to score. I'm not going to play defense. I'm done. I mean, does he see it? I think he's a competitor, so I don't think he's really not wanting to play. It's just how much further can he go with this team? Are we going to see LeBron hanging out in L.A. soon, playing possibly for the Lakers? Because I didn't see, when I was watching this, I didn't see LeBron doing everything you need to do to win. Scoring is a big part of this, but you got to stop somebody now and then. You got to play some defense now and then. You you got to. It's it goes back and forth. And I understand, you know, the go score more points mentality, but you still have to go play some defense. Now, they'll get back to Cleveland. They might come out and just throttle the Celtics and we got a whole new series again. So, again, it's a little too early right now to uh, declare the Cavaliers dead, but right now they're down two games. The Celtics are looking pretty good. They are overachieving, and we'll see what happens in that final. Now tonight we're going to find out if Houston's got some fight in them because Houston has an opportunity to tie this thing up, make it a series, respond to Golden State because right now I think a lot of people might be crowning Golden State here as the champion, the eventual champion. Now, on the flip side, the National Hockey League, nobody knows yet. Capitals go down, so they're not as invincible as we thought they were. A little course correction for Tampa Bay. And then, of course, tonight you've got Winnipeg and Vegas coming up. And Vegas did a little course correction in Game 2. We're going to see Winnipeg re-correct in Game 3. Right now... And I've said this year after year, and I, I still believe this, NHL playoffs better than the NBA playoffs. Better. Just better. I'm not sitting there scratching my head over, wow, Cleveland. You can play some defense. You don't see that. You, you watch these four teams in the National Hockey League. You watch Winnipeg and Vegas. Oh, they're going at it. They're getting back on defense. They're playing offense. They're going at it. It's better. Same thing for the Capitals and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is like, no, we're not going to be put down like this. And it's just better effort, more energy. These guys play like every game is the most important game. They play like it's Game 7. Every game feels like Game 7 just about for these guys. I'm not seeing that. I didn't see that with... The Cleveland game last night, I'm not sure if I'm going to see that tonight in the Western Conference. Maybe a little bit more so than what I saw with that Boston series against Cleveland. 
Boston just looks good right now, and we'll see what happens in the West tonight. Going to take another time out. We'll come back, get some of your phone calls in, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what's happening tonight. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Thanks for joining me on this Wednesday edition, middle of the week here. Sometimes it's not as exciting in the middle of the week as it is towards the end of the beginning. But um, last night, you know, I'm sure you're sitting thinking, why hasn't he broken down the NBA lottery? It was because I couldn't stay awake for the NBA lottery. Have you ever watched the lotto drawing where they put the balls in the machine and, oh, yeah, you get your ticket ready, am I the big winner? And the numbers come up, and you find out if you're the winner, and that takes, what, 30 seconds? Takes 60 seconds. Okay. So we can determine who's the winner of a multi-million dollar multi-state lottery in a matter of seconds, but we can't determine who's going to get the first pick of the NBA draft for 45 to 50 minutes. That's what happened last night. ESPN had the draft lottery. Okay. If you're one of those bottom-dwelling teams, a fan of those bottom-dwelling teams, you're one of those people, you want to know if there is any hope or if this is just going to be another uh, futile attempt for your team to dig itself out of the hole. You're going to watch this thing. And 45 minutes to actually announce the order. Come on. Just pop the lotto machine on and say, okay, here's your first pick. That's it. That's all you have to do. I don't need interviews. I don't need analysis. I don't need that. Just tell me who's got the pick. This could have been like a halftime. All right, it's halftime of our game. We're now going to find out who's going to pick first in the upcoming draft. Take it away. We go to the lotto ball machine here, and you do it live if you want to. And spin the balls. All right, the number one pick is going to be, here it is, done, 60 seconds. That's it. That's all you need. Same thing with the NHL. The NHL with their little card tricks. uh, By the way, the NHL lottery. It's scratch my head on that one. Just scratch my head. Why can't we have a simple season system? Here's, Here's what you do. Okay. Then again, I know we're worried about tanking here. All right. I get that. We're worried about tanking, so we're going to put the lottery here. But just, hey, you're the worst team. Guess what? You get the first pick. I mean, do we want to do that? It might be easier, but do we want to devote 60 minutes of time to the lottery? I don't know why I'm devoting 60 seconds talking about how awful it was. You don't have this, and you don't have this in others. The NFL, hey, guess what? Cleveland Browns, you're the worst team again. Guess what? Here you go, first pick. Congratulations. That's terrible, but there it is, the NBA lottery. And if you're uh, 
you're a fan of Phoenix, you're sitting there going, okay, we cannot botch this. We cannot blow this. We have to do this right here. And I don't know, can you really um, can you really get that big of an impact player in the lottery that's going to come in right away and just take you to the top? I mean, it's a little different, I think, in other sports. The NFL, you're at least getting, okay, you're going to get somebody who's going to make a right-away impact. Save the franchise. I mean, if, if you do it right, that, that's a possibility there. With the NBA, I think there's so many good players. I think you can you can pick third or fifth. You, you should have a good shot here. Really, it's – I just don't know if there's that outstanding, overwhelming name out there right now. But at the same time, when you're Phoenix, you're sitting there going, we need help. We need – we need help. We need everything you can give us. We need all the help you can get. I guess that's why I sort of like college sports in some ways, only because it's not your drafting, it's your recruiting, and that's a different game altogether. But at the same time, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm an NFL guy. I like the draft. Which, by the way, I'm talking about the NBA lottery here. They're spent 60 minutes to do this thing here and of course they've they've stretched the NFL draft to days I mean it's event level now here hey we're going to have this in Dallas Cowboys Stadium which beats the way that they do the NHL draft you ever watch the NHL draft don't I mean because 55 people from the organization have to come up and tell you how great their pick is going to be and they have to tell you how what kind of kid he is, a good family, all that. No, the pick is in. Here it is. You've just got this player. We now move on to the next team. Make it fan friendly. That's going to do it for this Wednesday edition. Back tomorrow for producer Gabriel Sellers. I'm Paul Swan. This has been the drive on ESPN. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.